Hello and welcome to Novelty. Now, if you're following this podcast, you may have seen there was a gap where this should have been episode on the 7th of November. And I have two main excuses for this. Number one, school. Right, so year two of med school got knocked out last week. I, I was definitely defeated by the work. Second thing is my birthday was last week and it was it was nice. It was wholesome, I would say. Uh, but I wanted a break from trying to do all this episode editing stuff. So I decided to take that week out. And here, 20 days later from the 20th of October, I've got an episode for you guys. So let's get on to the episode. Milk and Honey by Rupi Kaur. Now, I'll tell you what. I didn't mind it, but I had a few thoughts on it. The thing is, right, I'm not really to the end where people hate this book and want to tear it apart, but also don't love this book. So I thought with that in mind, I could have a balanced approach in interrogating this book as much as I can. And uh, yeah, let's just get rolling. Guys, let's get rolling. So at this point in the episode, I should do a summary, except with this poetry book slash anthology, there wouldn't be possible. It wouldn't be possible. But um, reading the Goodreads summary, it's essentially a collection of poems, some prose about survival, about violence, abuse, love, loss, femininity. And they also have like pain and each poem talks about different types of pain and you know, it, it as it says in the summary, it takes readers through a journey of the most bitter moments in life and finds sweetness in them because there is sweetness everywhere if you're just willing to look. And the thing is, right, I'm ambivalent. I agree with what this woman had to say, Ruby Core, but at the same time, some of it made me cringe. And so for this episode, the main question I had, which is also the title, hopefully, if I've written this well, for the episode is... Did Instagram make this cringe or did it do that all by itself? Right. So let's start by laying out the issues I had with this book. Just something to say, because maybe I'm wrong. Attack me. Not not that there's many people listen to this, but attack me if you will. But just because you cut up a sentence into fragments doesn't make it poetry. Like, I feel like if you see the physical copy as well, you see where she pressed enter 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 to to put the next bit sentence on the next line and i just doesn't it doesn't really make sense to me and it seems to me very um performative it's made to seem aesthetically pleasing which sort of links to my instagram theory which i get onto later which i'll get onto later in the episode but it's more like it's drawn to look like poetry more than it is embodying it now now, even though my English lit days are far, far, far behind me, thank God, I just feel like there's too much of a push towards aesthetics with this book. No, not that they're that good. Some of the photos a bit. I mean, you know, maybe it's a maybe it's you know a conscious choice, and I guess with me, so the push towards aesthetics and the vagueness of some of the poems. It's just my instinct is that this was an attempt to capture interests interests in the read like captures many people and sell it rather than show something that is well fleshed out that is well written if that makes sense it's an unfinished piece that 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 the author might have known 
was sellable, if that makes sense. I feel like it was more of an unfinished piece that the author thought was sellable and good enough rather than complete, if that makes sense. Like, even another bit, again, this is actually perhaps a smaller issue, but or maybe another one that might widen more conversation, but why do artists, or at least some, or at least enough that I've noticed, refuse to add basic grammar, like take out capital letters, full stops, comma? Like, I guess it links to my Instagram thinking, like, um, sellability of it, because it's something different, so edgy. But I don't, I don't understand the purpose of it, especially in this writing. Like, what, what, what do you gain f- from it? What, what do you give the reader by taking that out? Especially everywhere. All it is is just annoying to the eye, to be honest. And very, it makes it difficult to read at times in terms of the flow. I just didn't understand that personally. Personally. But it just adds to the confusion for me. And another... I guess more thought out criticism I had of Milk and Honey is that I thought at times it was very vague and very underdeveloped. It's more to do with the fact that it's an anthology of poems because what I found is that a lot of it worked very well. And in my head, I was like, oh my God, yes, such a good idea, such good imagery. I think it's a grammar, but you know, yeah. Mm-mm. And then I'm like, oh, that's next. Like, I, I feel like this would have worked better if it was, like, made into an essay. Like, make an essay on it, bro. Like, it would have been nice. It wouldn't have been a nice idea if you just made, like, a long list of essays or, like, testimonies of women who have been for abuse. It just moved a bit a bit too, a bit too much. Like, sometimes I felt like she had me and then she immediately lost me in the next poem. I'll give an example right here. Okay. So, context for this is that I believe that Rupi Kaur is or rather before prior to creating this book she was on Instagram and she posted a picture of herself with a period same and it was taken off by Instagram and I thought that was so like interesting it opened up a wide conversation and she mentioned it here in the book and I really liked that and then I feel like she just messed up for me I'll read it now apparently it is ungraceful of me to mention my period in public because the actual biology of my body is too real. It is okay to sell what's between a woman's legs, more than it is okay to mention its inner workings. The recreational use of this body is seen as beautiful, while its nature is seen as ugly. Now this is the next poem. You were a dragon long before he came around and said you could fly. You'll remain a dragon long after he's left. I didn't like how you just switched up there. That was so... I really liked that bit about what she wrote because then with the context as well, it's like, oh, this actually came to mind. This was a conscious choice. And then dragons? That I could have done without that poem as well. Like, it's even that, one of the best ones here. I just feel like this, is, this exemplifies... The undevelopedness of it, like, underdevelopment, whatever the word is, and the fact that I feel like had she put more time into it, she could have created something else, and maybe not poetry first off, maybe something else that would be more tangible and more woven and intricate to explain what her thoughts are. 
Also, another note is that as I was reading it, you might have noticed that it sounded like, you know, basically three sentences. And that's what it is. And so when you see the book and you see no capital letters, no full stops, enter, 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 and like tiny little paragraphs to make it seem like poetry, it doesn't really make sense because what it is is just a sentence. And that's also another issue. But let's just move on to the better bits because otherwise I'm going to get really pressed about that. (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to read my favourite poem from this. Okay, so this um, is basically what I like to call the fingering poem, which is quite interesting. He guts her with her fingers like he's scraping the inside of a cantaloupe clean. See, I really liked that because it had a really nice imagery, like the the violence of it, the the almost revoltingness of it. And what I really liked that it's um, like scraping inside. And then that seems like really visceral in terms of the response that you can get from reading that. And I just made me appreciate that at least there were moments in the book where I thought to myself, she is or could be a really great poet and creator of poetry. Had she just taken out some of these and, you know, actually created poems in the middle of it and everything. But that is one of my good moments there. I really like that. And, yeah, I really like this. Like, scraping, that word especially. Really, really, really lovely. And, you know, um, demonstrating the, the violence and the lack of consideration of the woman's body, how he objectifies her as you know, a cantaloupe, you know, <laughs> it's like, you know, it brings out the GCSC English lit in me and I really like that. Second thing that I actually really liked about it is how minimalistic it is in a way that I can understand it being like a gateway drug to poetry. Now, in a previous episode that I have on this podcast about It Ends With Us, one of my friends um, critiqued It Ends With Us by saying it's very simplistic in a way that's almost offensive to someone who's been through abuse and I said to her as a rebuttal that I think there can be beauty and simplicity in the simple fact that it widens horizons for people and it 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 takes away barriers to being able to engage with the literature that is possible like if it's about um such a big issue I don't think it should be um, presented as very complex at first I think it should be built up to um, seeing the other different facets and different experience that there can be in these situations. And yeah, I think that was also a really good episode. The audio isn't on par and I think I want to re-record that, but I th- really like that bit and it really links to it in terms of my thinking with um, Morgan Honey as well, because it's very simple. And I really think that it's part of the reason why so many 12 and 13 year olds loved it, especially if I think back. I think it actually came out when I was in year eight, I believe. And yeah, I think this book serves a good way in, you know, easing you baby steps into poetry. Next thing I really like about this, I really appreciate how quotable it is. Now with TikTok, Instagram, Snapchat, the various social media that is at our hands, it's clear to see that people's attention span is quite, quite shit. But something it was very reminiscent of it was the scrollability of it. 
Now, one of my friends, Hafsa, who also has a podcast of her own, mentioned in hers, um, in an episode about TikTok, that one of the things that she noticed about it was the um, emotional turnover of it, I think was the word she used, or maybe I'm inventing it. It's like, yeah, one post has you dying in laughter. And then the next post, it's a, <laughs> a terrible, harrowing story about um, a shooting or a murder or something horrible to read. So you go from one extreme of emotion to another. And I guess it's similar in this case that there's some poems that I didn't like, some poems that I did like, or other poems that were on completely different topics, some that were long, some that were shorter. And that's the kind of vibe that I'm getting from it. You can tell that this is an insta poet, that this person has like short and sweet, first of all. And secondly, is that it's a bit like, ooh, zip, 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 had it been a few years ago when I was still on social media more seriously, I would have been able to get through this and be a bit more engaged because it's like, it's short, next, 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 next. And it just, it's really easy to consume in that way. And I really appreciate that. You know, I have to appreciate that. There was some time in my life where I was really bored by books. And why? Because they were long, because they were boring, because they were, had long are sentences and I really need to appreciate that it's minimalistic it's short has some beautiful poems I do appreciate that about milk and honey now here comes the main crux of my issue here so I've given you the prose you know minimalistic short lovely imagery at times and I've given you the cons where the fuck your grammar this is too vague um, these are weird fragments. I don't understand it. Now, the main question I had is that, did I dislike it because it reminded me of Instagram, which society at times, you know, generally deems as cringy, or is there a fault in the craft itself that makes me <laughs> annoyed? Well, I think to get into this, I think... A good part of it is ingrained in the purpose of it. And I was alluding to this before, but in Milk and Honey, it says, and this is a poem that I actually do really like, but I have an issue with it, at least in my thinking right now. So this poem is called To All You Young Poets. Your art is not about how many people like your work. Your art is about if your heart likes your work, if your soul likes your work. It's about how honest you are with yourself and you must never trade honesty for relatability. And interestingly, it seems to me in my heart, conversely, that this anthology of poems seems to be its own rebuttal to that poem. Because I think that a lot of it seems to be for consumerism. I felt like some of the things mentioned in the book were all for the page but not for the heart they were all for selling but not for truly crafting if that makes sense some of the drawings seemed meaningless and honestly just weird and horrible i'll be honest the the choice of fragmentation of the sentences just to me seemed a lot like what poetry should look like but not what it actually is 
or at least again I, I will say it hand on heart I'm ignorant I don't do English lit anymore so I don't know what makes a poem which again I guess is her honing in her craft to make her own version of poetry what it is but again it's like in the way that it's been written very differently to me is reminiscent of the way that Instagram posts display a perspective that is all performative like we all know that's not what it is you know in reality sort of like you know the Instagram versus reality vibe okay so and in, in, and in that way I think that in the way that people generally are very critical of social media because they're aware of the fact that it isn't the most um, healthy place I think when that conversation started also conversation attacking people who created on Instagram and so with that it I think comes part of comes part of my um discomfort because in my head I'm like this looks so much like Instagram ew like so performative like clear for the likes and and maybe by itself it actually isn't so bad but seeing in my head the posts that would have been on Instagram with these you know quotes maybe makes me annoyed and maybe it isn't actually the art itself I'm not sure if that makes sense but it's sort of like how everyone hated Justin Bieber in the 2010s his music wasn't amazing groundbreaking in my opinion but it wasn't terrible but instead because everyone at least one person in the world decided to hate Justin Bieber everyone decided to you know hate Justin Bieber as well I think it's sort of like that Instagram, Instagram kind of bad or dodgy or kind of like um, faking it or performative. And then everyone's like, oh, yeah, shit as well. Oh, yeah. Um, This looks a bit, you know, a bit too arty, no grammar, weird fragments. Oh, yeah, I hear it too. And I think that's where a lot of people on the extreme, on the extremity of hating Rupee's Cool's work come from because they deem it as like, unprofessional unfinished or for consumerism blah 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 and they just like hate it but at the same time I can sort of agree with that because in a way I do feel that draw to say like are you really doing this because it was an a conscious artistic choice or do you do it because it looks a bit different and look a little look a bit you know edgy and pretty on the page and the next thing I wanted to speak about that sort of links onto the hate aspect is that what cannot be ignored is that this is a young woman of color with a largely young woman following and there are stacks of shit against her that I think draw on from the fact because she's in that demographic with that sort of following like if you really check out on twitter on goodreads the way that people rip into (laughs) rip into her work it's a bit excessive in my opinion. Like it's not even like Shakespeare. He he died a long time. She's alive today and she's gonna read that. That's too much. Relax. Um Like I wouldn't call her work trash. I would say it's just uh, you know, just unfinished. I think you need to finish it, you need to look back, um, spell check. <laughs> not spell check, grammar check. <laughs> That's it. But it's it's not terrible. Um it's quite a lot and I think that's definitely a part of it. I think because I did have some knowledge, at least a tiny bit of the fact that people disliked her work, it definitely informed the way that I read it. it, it I was looking for things that other people noticed that they hated, and so I was more inclined to dislike it. 
and it was hard for me to engage with things I did. Like I had to like, I would read over and I'd be like, oh, let me read it again. Rather than at first reading or first listening, because I did listen to the audiobook first, um, just engaging with it so I knew what I wanted to gain out of it or it, it came out instinctively rather than a premeditated wiring in my brain that this was something that I was going to dislike because a lot of people that I know disliked it. Yeah, so a lot of people hate it and I'm guessing it has a lot to do with the hating bandwagon similar to the Justin Bieber thing. Yeah, that's definitely a big part of it. Now, on to the craft itself. Despite Instagram and um, the demographic and everything that could cause the disruption in my brain about what made me cringe about this book... I guess another part of it is the craft itself. That can't be ignored, right? I can't ignore the fact that this reminds me of something I could have written in year eight. I can't ignore it. It gave off a 13-year-old crying and writing into a journal vibes, I think. I mean, I do think she was around 20 when she published it. She's still, she's still a youngin, And it really shows a very simplistic nature, you know, the childlike drawings. Perhaps, if I'm trying to analyse this, with an allusion to the fact that she herself is an unfinished piece, that she is young and experienced, maybe that was it. And there's so many amazing messages in this book that I wish I could read a lot of these, but I don't think it's needed. We all know what it's going to say about, you know, like, following your heart, X, Y, Z, you know, men should should take stuff away from you. And these are all very important things. However, it's not written completely. I couldn't read a bit and then be like, yeah, I'm... I'm happy with that because I don't think she finished it at all. And you know what? Whilst I don't think a lot of this is poetry, I think a lot of it is just write a sentence, enter, 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 enter. I do think and this is poetically written. Okay, and with that, I think, I guess, I'll read the last bit of the book. I'd actually really like this piece. Again, it's like one of the start of the show. Again, hitting in the rough, like a diamond in the rough, isn't it? A love letter from me to you. You have made it to the end with my heart in your hands. Thank you for arriving here safely, for being tender with the most delicate part of me. Sit down, breathe. You must be tired. Let me kiss your hands, your eyes. They must be wanting on something sweet. I am sending you all my sugar. I would be nowhere and nothing if it were not for you. You've helped me become the woman I wanted to be, but was too afraid to be. Do you have any idea how much of a miracle you are? How lovely it's been, and how lovely it will always be. I am kneeling before you, saying thank you. I am sending all my love to your eyes. May they always see goodness in people. And may you always practice kindness. May we see each other as one. May we be nothing short of in love with everything the universe has to offer. And may we stay grounded, rooted, our feet planted firmly onto the earth. Bye-bye. <laughs>